do you guys believe in ghosts? Okay, hold on. Don't go away. I not You might not believe in ghosts, but I don't know if I believe in ghosts, but I like talking about ghosts. And if you guys like listening to people talk about the paranormal, the occult, uh, you know, that sort of spiritual thing, you should listen to the podcast, Me and Paranormal You. It's hosted by Ryan Singer. Super funny. Love him. Great guy. Great podcast. You guys probably know his comedy. Well, now you should get to know his podcast. So check it out. It's on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcast. Hey guys, it's Teresa, the host of You Can Tell Me Anything. This is a podcast that you're listening to. Uh, I don't know how you found it, but uh, if you don't know, we have a Patreon, and that's sort of how I help support the show. So you can support the show by going to patreon.com slash tellmeanythingpod. I've got different levels and uh, secret bonus episodes, so if you guys want to get in on those secret bonus episodes, there's some video confessions. Just go check out the Patreon. It's real cool. Okay, enjoy the show. You can tell her, you can tell her anything, she's a real good listener, you can tell her anything. Hey guys, I am Teresa Lee, the great, I still don't have a catchphrase, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I always off the cuff want to do one, and uh, this is You Can Tell Me Anything, (laughs) and that laugh you hear is my guest. Very excited to have him here. He's visiting from New York. Very funny writer, performer, stand-up, and all around everything, just to just for laughs. Uh, New faces last year. Please Uh welcome John Trowbridge. Hey, Teresa. What's going on? So fun. What should my catchphrase be? Um, what was it? The, the GGB? That was your nothing. So I'm really bad at, uh, catchphrases because I'm the always GGB. like, that's not me. I was yeah. thinking the other day I want to be, this was just a thing I thought would be funny to introduce myself with. Um, uh, mm-hmm. but then I was like, what if I start saying this at the top of every show? Just like, Hey, I'm Teresa Lee. No relation. <laughs> Cause you know how people <laughs> No say, relation to the, yeah, the, to one the that, Lee that you know, the, the one that you should know. Yeah. But yeah. cause Lee is such a common last name. But then I was like, that's uh-huh. so I feel like people don't get it. Because people say, if, you, if I was like, hey, I'm, uh, you know, what's the comment? What's the last? If I was like, hey, I'm Teresa Travolta, no yeah. relation, you'd be like, oh, I'm, she's talking about John Travolta. Uh huh. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, right now it makes me think that there's another Teresa Lee out there. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Okay. Um, but I usually do. Uh, I grew up on uh, WWF, so it's, I would call myself like the million dollar man or. Uh, okay. <laughs> Stone Cold John Trowbridge or yeah, something yeah. like I'm that. Yeah, I'm Teresa Lee, the Undertaker. The Undertaker, yes. <laughs> the dead man. Yep. Oh, welcome yeah. to my podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to crush your bones. Yes. Okay. Um, you can't see me. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, uh, we like to start every podcast off by asking our guests for a good confession. Because not all confessions are scary or dark uh-huh. or, or bad. Sometimes they're good. So is there something mm. good you'd like to confess, John? Is there something good I'd like to confess? Um, yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I run a, uh, thirst trap, uh, Instagram. Uh, I run a, I run a fake, uh, inspirational model, uh, Instagram where I, mm-hmm. po- where I, uh, I post, uh, pretty, a couple times a week. I'll, tr- I'll do sort of tasteful nudes with, mm. with inspiring messages underneath to, <laughs> to inspire my followers to be, uh, you know, thin and <laughs> to be thin like me, because, uh, you know, if you work hard enough, you can achieve your dreams like me. Uh, a guy who puts on underwear and uh, um, is thin. Yes, you do have yeah. his Instagram. It's funny <laughs> yeah, that you yeah. call it a fake, uh, a fake Instagram because it, it, uh-huh. it they they get realer and realer every time. <laughs> yeah, well, these are these are like they started off as a uh, uh, sort of like mo- felt like a bit like modeling photos, right. and then as they have gone along, and how long have you been doing? Like a year at least, something like that. Yeah, yeah. As they've gone along, they felt more a, real. Like it's just a real modeling photo mm-hmm. and now it's an inspiration and now i inspire people and it's it's have really you, easy all you have to do is you know be good looking and, and have a caption sure yeah, have, yeah. do you regularly do new photo shoots or are they all from like one photo shoot i regularly it's a thank you so much for asking me about my <laughs> new photo shoots and i do um <laughs> i do uh, uh a couple actually i did um i did one a year ago and then i did one in december and then one in january have you uh, ever been contacted by modeling agencies well here's the this is Thank you. Uh, and the thing is that I, that's really the dream. The dream was, um, you know, it'd be pretty funny if I could just sort of build, cause you go to like every, every, I can swear, right? You can say, yeah, you can swear. Okay. You go to every fucking like Instagram. Oh my God. I can't believe you said that. I know. I know to waste it on that. Uh, every Instagram and it's just like, this is my show and this is my dog and this is mm-hmm. the thing. And so I'm like, I'm just going to have, um, 
just tasteful nudes, like inspirational stuff. And now, and so that, that the joke was like, cause you meet me and I'm a pretty like, you know, just like normal guy. I'm not like, Oh my God, get out of my way. Like I'm not like a huge personality. So it's like, Oh, I wonder where I'll, I'll go to his Instagram. And then you go there and it's, um, you know, uh, pretty much my whole naked body. <laughs> and, yeah, and, yeah. There's like, a lot of butts. On a lot there. of butts, a lot of, uh, you know, dick outlines and stuff like that. But the, the goal now is to make, uh, ten to twenty thousand uh, dollars a year off off, off Instagram. Instagram. If I could, have yeah, you made a dollar? I've made zero dollars <laughs> so far. Okay. But the dream, the dream is by December to make you know sure. at, at least a couple thousand off like you know like um, some like sort of D list product. Like if I could, you know, uh, amp amp bars or something sure. like that. You know, uh, smart uh, smart water or something like that. So if any, you know. Nerdist, uh, you know, sponsors are looking to sponsor uh, yeah, a naked, a naked, John's skinny, naked skinny white guy. You know, yeah, that, <laughs> to get tap that. Market. I will say it is inspirational in that. Okay, this happened last night. I was like, I want to yeah. post because I was like, I worked out and I was like, I'm feeling good, and I was like, I'm not going to be young forever, and I was like, I want to just post like. Yeah. One of the because you see girls on Instagram just post a picture of their body and they're just like, right. hey, it's just like an inspirational quote, just like what you're doing right, and making right. fun of. But I was like, I kind of just want to do that. And just do that, not like make a yeah. joke about it. And I almost did. <laughs> you just want to do it because <laughs> I was like, It'll I kind of want. Of it. And I was like, gonna do it, and then I yeah. felt very weird, and I was like, I can't do this. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because and then so I think I posted a picture on my story that was, but I really wanted to just be like, hey, look, it's me. Yeah. But I didn't. But yeah. uh, it is it's hard really to do. So to it's inspirational that you just went ahead and were like, hey, look at me. Hey, look at me, and guess what? If you work hard enough, you can be <laughs> just like me. Because it's usually like you know, runway models that like, mm-hmm. you know, post, you know, a sexy photo of them sitting on their like counter or whatever. And then the caption's like, never stop hustling. You know? It is. It's yeah. like, what are you talking never. about? <laughs> Sometimes they're very <laughs> sad. I find it very funny when like really, really hot models do super sad captions. It'll be like yeah. this hot girl and it's clearly like a stage photo, you know, photo shoot, full makeup, whatever. Yeah, Cause yeah. they'll tag all the, you know, like thank you to hair makeup artist. Right, stylist, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then the caption will be something like the darkest flowers have the blood. Like, it's, like, <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah, sad. Yeah. It'll just be like the yeah. sun shines in the caves and washes right. the, washes the pain away. And yeah. I'm like, why are you sad? Adversity <laughs> you know? doesn't build character. It, 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 so it reveals sad? it. Yeah. yeah. There's no way That's you'd be so sad. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's really great. I'm very excited. So anyway, yeah, so check Everyone it out if follow. you want to yeah, get, wait, get inspired or get at horny. At J.E. J.E. Trowbridge. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Well, this podcast is about confessions, good and bad. Um, okay. Do you have somebody you confess things to, a confidant, a therapist? Do you go to therapy? Um, I used to go to therapy. I had to stop because I ran out of cash because mm. uh, it was pretty expensive. Um, and then before that, I actually uh, was doing therapy with this woman – and I made the mistake, which I think maybe most uh, guys or most people like performers do. I I fell he- head over heels in love with okay. uh, my therapist. Is that happening? Oh, here? I feel like you have told me this. Yeah. No, because she I've always had uh, women <laughs> therapists who are uh, more matronly yeah, yeah, to yeah. me. And that's a problem. Like I've always, an issue that comes up in therapy is my relationship with my mom. So I, I yeah. don't fall in love with them because they take that role. But yeah, I, I spent maybe like a year and a half with this woman mm-hmm. named... Uh, well, don't or, say her name. I mean, I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but, uh, and she, and I think I spent like so much money and I spent like a year cause you know, when you're around somebody that you want to impress, you kind of just make shit up. And, right. uh, so I tried to make up like, like I, I guess, I guess what I thought problem. My dick know, is so huge. Yeah, my dick's and huge like, and like I have a lot of big money <laughs> contracts and it's like really tough and you know, Judd Apatow's taking a look, <laughs> looking at me. That's not true. But, uh, <laughs> but so I tried to like do that for a while and then I had to, and then I had to quit that. But then, uh, so who do I confess now in my real life? I talked to, uh, who do I talk to? Um, I talked to my friend, uh, Anelia from college. She's a, in, in Bushwick. We usually go get a, grab a beer and I, and I, and we unload on each other or, um, for like the big, I usually load up three or four months worth of stress. And then I unloaded on my mom, hmm. um, uh, which is pretty good. Yeah. And then she'll tell me about her new boyfriend and that'll, <laughs> and that, that'll be great. Yeah, she's riding motorcycles with him and stuff. Ooh, yeah. Cool mom. Cool mom. Yeah. Moms yeah. do like going, like I think feel like moms like it when you go to them with problems. Cause they, they, love they feel it. included. They, they love feel it. like they are solving your problems. Truly. It's yeah. a whole thing. Yeah. 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 Well, that's great. Um, yes. Are are you good at keeping secrets? Are you uh, yeah. a confidant person? Do you find people conf- vice, conf- well, confide in you a lot? 
Yeah, people confide in me a lot. It's uh, it's tough. It's tough, especially when like uh, you have like four people that drop the the secret on you. You know, oh, from man. like it's like or or if it's like one secret and you get four different angles of it oh, from wow. your friends. You know. And you have to keep in four story, four like juicy. Per- perspectives of what one night happened. It's like know? a CW show. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> the secret. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like Riverdale. Um, yeah. Wow. So you're like the the A and Pretty Little Liars. You know, I don't know. I didn't watch that show, but there's like some murder yeah. that happens, and mm-hmm. so you're the one who was like, I know who murdered. I'm the hub. Yeah, I'm the true hub, and it's sometimes it's hard to parse through what's real and what's not. So you have to weigh. Which one of your friends are more liars than uh, your other friends? Do they know? tell you things because they want it to get to... Like, do, is it a thing right. where they they know that you're talking to everyone they kind of want to, like, uh, you to, like, indirectly talk to the other person? Or is it a thing mm-hmm. where they think that they're just, like, confiding in you and nobody else on the other side is doing it? It's a, it's a true confide. And it's not a... Because uh, you can tell, you know. Mm-hmm. Usually things that people want to pass on are like, I think this girl's hot. Or, like... <laughs> Does she like me? Because that would be dope. But usually, um, usually it's not that. Usually it's, um, um, you know, this person said this. This person heard me the wrong way, or uh, something really bad happened to me, and I can't believe. It's weird. Like my friend told me uh, a couple months ago that uh, I'm not going to divulge it. No, no, no. But but it was like it was like this person. said this to me, can you believe it? And then you find out like two weeks later that like there's a whole other backstory. <laughs> like he had it coming and he uh-huh. had done some things that, and I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting to like, uh, uh, see the holes in people's stories that they tell you, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that, that they don't divulge into. That's so interesting. I do find that you're, I, I well, we live together yeah, for a yeah, while and I think, feel like you're yeah. a good listener. I feel like I used to tell you all my secrets. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe just because we live together and I just come home and be like, Whoa! Uh, like I need to tell some of this. Yeah, yeah but yeah. you know, yeah, because you'll, you, I feel like you'll, you're like, you'll nod and be like, yep, and then you always seem like you're like understanding, but not so much where you're taking over the story. Because I think that's what makes a good listener, someone totally. who makes you feel heard, but then isn't trying to like make you feel any way about what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to get these listeners that like feel the need to, uh, you know, give to you, adv- you give you advice afterwards. Yeah. You know, like, well, this is what you got to do. It's like. Motherfucker, I didn't ask. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to just like talk about my mom, man. You don't know what I should do with my mom, you know? Um, so you get that. Um, yeah. And sometimes in the when you are listening, there is the knee-jerk reaction to be like, fuck, I got to have, I gotta have a, a life lesson at the end of this. And no, you don't. You just got to like <laughs> hang out. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I, I've started becoming a person who, because what you're saying about like hearing too much, sometimes yeah. I now uh, will tell people not to tell me things. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll be like, yeah. But uh, only bad things. I, I, I like to hear things because I feel like I'm a good listener and I'll like um, keep people secrets, mostly because I don't like to be involved in a lot of drama, but yeah. I do not like to hear um, shit talk, I've noticed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind when it's a real thing of it's like somebody did this, but I don't like when people are like, you know, I just really don't like this person. Do yeah. you agree? And I'll have to be like, wow, that's a blanket statement. And right. now I yeah. feel like if I don't agree, yeah. you're going to hate me. And if right. I do agree, now I have to not like this person. Right. Yeah. Or you have to like find a small thing that you don't like about them. Yeah. Like to be like, well, you know, they did, they did this. You know what? I feel like it's all about auras and you don't want to um, be a, you don't want to be a type of person that's talking shit about people cause he can't, he puts the bad juju all over you, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when people think of you, they go, Oh yeah, that's, that's the person that talks uh, shit, about, shit about everybody. They remember that. And they do cause it's, they, they remember how you make them feel. And it's like, Oh yeah, I always have to like load up 10 things about why I hate most <laughs> people around this guy. Um, so yeah, I like to, um, I like to keep it positive except for, you know, we've, Except for like maybe one or two people that we know personally sure, that I'm sure, like, sure. can you fucking believe this asshole <laughs> that we had? <laughs> yeah, but that's that's for that's for you, Teresa. That's for me. That's I also for feel. I, I will say, I also on the other hand also feel uncomfortable when um, I hear two good things that come back about me. Mm-hmm. Does, I don't know if you feel this way, but like people will also use compliments as a way to get under your skin. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is a more of a female thing. I know women will do it. For so sure like, a female I thing. was just hanging out with so-and-so and they said you're great or something like that. Oh my but God. But they do it in a way where it makes you wonder like, why was my name brought up? What are you guys talking about? <laughs> oh God. What else did you say? You know, and it's right. almost this way of like being like, I'm telling you this, you should thank me. But also it's like, hmm, I feel like you were talking 
shit. Right. <laughs> I uh, I made the mistake of telling my friend uh, Brennan that, um, and this is fine to say, um, the other day that me and uh, our other friends talk about his relationship with food because <laughs> he, uh, whenever he sees food, he like um, makes uh, sort of ogre noises and he uh, uh, gets tunnel vision and just sort of needs to get the food and then and, and then eat it and doesn't talk to uh, any anybody around it and that really uh, um, that really shut him down he was like Aww. that's that's horrible that's that's the, la- the last thing I want is people talking about me eating you know um, but I said I, th- I thought I was presenting it in a in a, uh, fun, in way. a fun endearing way but that really uh, that really hit, hit Harmon now I'm Know saying it on a podcast, I don't, yeah, I don't know, (laughs) but it is fine. I don't know if ogre is uh, ogre ever comes off positive, true. Well, I guess for Brennan, because I know Brennan, and maybe ogre for him, he would like because he's into like fantasy things, yeah, he's right now playing DD, yeah, yeah, right now, but uh, but yeah, yeah, it's just weird when you hear something about yourself Mm -hmm. that you weren't there for because it just makes you super paranoid Mm -hmm. about people talking about you, yeah, 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 constantly wondering. Yeah, well, people are saying. is there anything you would like to get off your chest, John? Yes, there is actually something I'd like to get off my chest, Teresa. And that is um, that when I was, I'm, I'm a, a recovering um, conspiracy theorist person. Oh. I believed, when I was a kid, I believed, um, uh, you know, I believed in reptilians. I, I believed wow. in, you know, that 9-11 was an inside job. When you were a kid, yeah. before 9-11, you believed yeah. 9-11 <laughs> That's was right. an yes. inside job. When I was six, I was like, Tower 7, <laughs> Tower 7. <laughs> Explain Tower 7. And uh, no, when I was, when uh, I was like a horrible age to believe this shit, like I think like 17, 18, 19, something okay. like that. And, um, but it's really, um, it's really easy to, because if you are somebody, YouTube is a big part of it. And mm-hmm. so like, if you say you go on YouTube and you type in like, um, or, or you find like a CNN video, that's like, um, you know, job numbers have slightly increased under Trump's tax plan mm-hmm. and you click that the next YouTube, the algorithm wants to, uh, keep you watching the same thing, but in order to keep you watching the same thing, it has to be a little bit more extreme like yeah. each, each next time. So, so the first one will be like tax plan. And then the next one will be like, is Trump good for the economy? And then the next one will be like, who's getting in the way of Trump's great plan. And then the 10th one will be, you know, all the Jews have the money and they're all, <laughs> and they're all reptilians and blah, blah, blah. So it's easy to get on that sort of conspiracy nut thing. And if you follow like, um, uh, all those videos, it's, you know, if you're like 17 mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, people aren't having sex with you and you don't have any money and you're pissed and you're angsty, it's so easy to like retreat into like, oh yeah, you know, what's probably the truth. Reality isn't real. And the matrix mm-hmm. is probably real. And, uh, thanks to these YouTube videos, now I know, know the truth. And you know, what makes sense that there's a race of reptilians that live underneath the earth that govern the world's elite. And that's why you know, things don't work out for me because, uh, of all these things. So go into, cause I know, yeah. I mean, I've heard the reptilian thing at a surface level. It's, I know, right. uh, it's related to the Illuminati, but go, right. um, can you briefly describe it for those who aren't familiar with it? Sure. So the thing is that, um, before, um, you know, humans got here, uh, a race of reptilians, <laughs> rep- so funny, to- <laughs> so funny to talk about. Um, a race of reptilians um, who are, you know, inherently evil, uh, live underneath the earth. Um, okay. They can't live on the surface of the earth. And um, and then, um, you know, cave people happen. We have we evolved. And now... Is this before dinosaurs? Or are dinosaurs in the picture at all? Dinosaurs are not in the picture. Okay. Um, they didn't factor in. Most stories, I think, don't factor in uh, dinosaurs, Christianity, stuff like that. Okay. And, um, and so now um, the reptilian race of elites... Um, uh, govern the Illuminati, which is the 13 families that run the world's um, economy. Mm-hmm. And so the uh, Illuminati is run by this guy, Lord Rothschild, who is like a real guy, but it's <laughs> sort of like, I mean, it's not real, but um, uh, but he is real. And, uh, and, and he created this theory? And uh, no, this, I don't know who, I don't know who, who created it. I mean, it all, um, well, anyway, so uh, Lord Rothschild and the other 13 families, um, run the world's economy and they, um, and they run everything. Like they'll start world wars. They affect, 
the stock market, they affect popular trends, and they're the ones. And in whether the, in John Drobridge as seventeen was having sex or not. They're, yes, that's right. That's right. That. There's a button. There's, there's like, a button that's like, <laughs> no, sorry, Tro- <laughs> one more year, one more year. We're gonna <laughs> let him not have sex. Um, and uh, and you know, but that that just makes sense to like young uh, mm-hmm. young white guys who. Um, it, through society have been told that you know you can have everything but then once you hit reality and you can't have everything then it's mm-hmm. like well it's but that's because reality's wrong and it's that's because i'm right um so yeah so i believe that and like you know the illuminati um you know caused 9-11 they caused all the world wars uh um and they do all that to the service of um this reptilian race um, but I got into that. Um, I even got into like tiny conspiracy theories, like, uh, you know, obviously that, uh, Jean Benet Ramsey is Katy Perry. Mm. <laughs> um, that's a, <laughs> that, that's a conspiracy theory. There's a conspiracy theory that, uh, Avril Lavigne died, oh, uh, yeah, uh, after, um, she, uh, uh, after she released that album with like, damn cold night, <laughs> trying to figure out. And that was her suicide note. That was her suicide note. Well, the, and, and it's nuts cause the, the story is that, um, Avril was so, you know, suicidal and she killed herself, but the record labels, uh, thought that if the world found out that Avril Lavigne killed herself, they would risk mass suicides from, <laughs> from, from kids. I have so met they, her before. You met Avril? As yeah. an adult. Like I, she did a fashion week thing when I used to work in fashion and I had to interview yeah. her. She did not look happy to be there. She yeah, was very, she was like dressed well, still like out, like in hot topic clothes, mm-hmm. like a tutu I think she was wearing, and just like those black and white striped socks. Mm-hmm. And she was like thirty, I think. I don't know. She yes, was, <laughs> well over the age of and just like Hello very Kitty. unhappy to still be playing this character. But right. yeah, I could see that her if that wasn't her, maybe right. She was well, just, that's because that's a fake Avril, yeah, fake. and uh, and she really died, and so they installed a fake <laughs> Avril Lavigne. Um, but yeah, but I believe that. But then, so it sort of came uh, to a culmination when. Um, I sent um, a very uh, stupid message to my to my buddy Ben when I was in high school. So this was like sort of the height of my conspiracy theory mm-hmm. fandom, or you know, belief in it. And so I was staying at this, um, I was staying at a, fr- a family friend's house on the St. Lawrence River in upstate New York. And um, there, one we could stay at this like pretty nice house on the river. And there, one rule was that they had this big flagpole, and when you know, tankers or big boats would come through St. Lawrence River. We see what country they came from and we uh, go into this like cabinet and we get the flag of that country and we run it up the flagpole and we ring this big bell and sort of welcome them to America. Um, so oh, it's very nice. nice. Yeah, it's very nice. So, um, but then this huge yacht came in and, um, and we saw British flags on it. And so we ran inside, we grabbed the British flag, we raised it, ra- ring big bell, waved at the boat, blah, blah, blah. And then um, a speedboat um, gets lowered from the yacht and mm-hmm. a speedboat like zips up to um, our dock. And this guy, this like beautiful man gets out of the speedboat and he walks up to our house and he knocks on the door uh, and he goes, hello, my name is uh, Rustin Nightingale. Um, and his name really was Rustin Nightingale. It's insane. <laughs> He's like, hello, um, we want to thank you for uh, raising uh, the British flag uh, on your f- flagpole. Uh, the owners of the boat would love to uh, invite you and your family onto uh, the yacht for, for drinks tomorrow morning if you want to uh, come uh, at noon. And we were like, that's, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, t- like, and then we were like, mm-hmm. who's on the boat? And Rustin was like, oh, I cannot say. Um, they will tell you when you get on the boat. What? <laughs> and, and so we're like, oh, yeah, okay, well, um, yeah, tomorrow at noon sounds great. And he goes, okay, fantastic. And he gets into his boat and you know, goes back to the thing. And so we're like going, who the hell is on the boat? Who the hell's on the boat? And I, at the time, was like fully like the Illuminati exists. Lord Rothschild runs it. Um and so I wrote this message to uh, my friend uh, Ben, who actually got me into conspiracy theories. Um, he was like a few years older than me. I like I wanted to be friends with the cool kids, the mm-hmm. cool like seniors, and they were all like idiot conspiracy theorists, <laughs> which is the worst group to <laughs> want to be friends with. And so they uh, so they got me into all this stuff. And so I was convinced that um, 
Lord Rothschild was on the boat because I was like, it's it was the big, it was the most lavish thing I've ever seen in my life. So I was like, it has to be connected to the Illuminati, and it was secretive. Like I couldn't know who it was on, so I'm like, it has to be Lord Rothschild. So I sent this message to my friend Ben, that was like, hey Ben, so I'm up on this thing, uh, I'm up on this house. Um, this guy, Rustin Nightingale, came and uh, <laughs> in, invited me onto his boat, and um, uh, I just want to let you know that if Lord Rothschild is on the boat, I promise you I will kill him. Oh my God. <laughs> I, pro- I promise you I'll what? kill him. And, uh, cause I, cause you know, if you believe in the things you believe that Lord Rothschild is like responsible for like, it's you know, like mass evil. murder and like wars and stuff like that. So you're like, so I was like, if he's on, so I just want you to know that I'm going to kill him. And, um, if, you know, if you never hear from me again, that's, it's because, it's because I died trying to make uh, the world a better place. And then, oh my God. So stupid. And then he like got back to me. He's like, sounds good, dude. <laughs> sounds, he didn't even care. It seems like so, that's so interesting because, um, you saying yeah. like you were the younger kid wanting to hang out with the cool kids. That, yeah. I, I relate to that because I also had like older friends, like family friends, and they would tell me dumb stuff and I would just so earnestly believe it. Cause yeah. that's what you do. You fuck with the younger kids and yeah. then <laughs> they might have sort of had fun doing it, but I, you like really believed it and took it the extra step cause you mm-hmm. wanted to fit in. And, and that's funny that you're just like, I got this, I'm going to do this. It. And they're just like, yeah, dude, whatever. Yeah. What? Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, go oh, yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. Yeah. Go kill him. John. <laughs> yeah. Go, fuck, <laughs> go fucking kill Lord Rothschild. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that's that like I was you know so thick into it. Um that is that is the confession. But do you want to know what happened on the boat? I want to know, but also please tell me there was like a night montage of you just training and like t- like tying a bandana around your head and like sharpening this. I'm such a lazy freedom <laughs> fighter. I just like Did you prep at got all? Got drunk. How are, how are you going to plan to kill him? Did you have a plan? Did I have a plan? I guess I thought um that I would take just wrestle him to death. No, I guess I thought I would stab him in the neck. I figure I, I I pictured in my mind like getting a knife and and doing that because I knew that like I imagined that like if I brought a gun on or any sort of weapon that that like did you have access to a gun? No, I didn't have access to a gun. <laughs> but I was like if if I was like if I bring a weapon on, they're gonna pat me down, uh-huh. and they're gonna pat me down, and then they're gonna throw they're gonna kill me probably right if if <laughs> if they find a weapon on me because they can they can do that. Um, but it did come to a point where, um, I was, uh, we ended up, we ended up researching who was on the boat and, and, uh, it was two, two guys were on the boat and one was Lord Ashcroft. He was actually a Lord? He was a Lord. Yeah. This guy, this guy named Lord Ashcroft who runs, um, business for British parliament in, in like the Falkland islands who actually just got in trouble for like Panama papers. So he's like one of these like big time world, like Movers and shakers. And then the other guy was this guy, William Haig, who at the time was shadow foreign secretary for parliament. So he was like, Oh, so these are pretty big, big like, guys. Yeah. Pretty insane. Yeah. Like world leader dudes. Wow. And, uh, and so I, um, so you almost killed two. <laughs> I was, I parliamentary was, figures. I was ready. Yeah. I was like, I was like ready to be like, well, if this is what it is, I got to kill these guys. And, um, and I, so they like took us through the boat and, absolutely disgusting the amount of luxury these guys have but um you were with uh your friend wait who were you with i was with my uh my mom and my aunt and uncle and my sisters and my cousins okay so it's a big group of you guys yeah 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 all ready to fucking die did you tell any of them your beliefs no no i didn't want um first off you can't yeah you can't implicate them also you can't trust them to keep a cool a cool head (laughs) you know if you tell somebody that you know um, you know, I also, I don't want them to die. Um, very <laughs> selfless and very, <laughs> very like important. But I, um, so I went to the top of the boat and on the top of the boat, there's like, you know, a jacuzzi and like a mm-hmm. lounge wow. and, and like absolutely insane stuff. Um, I'll, I, I want to briefly talk about, um, after I'm done with this, the, how luxurious this thing is. Okay. Um, and, uh, and so I went to the top and I was by myself and, uh, William Haig climbed up to the top of the boat. And so it's just me and me next to William Haig. And, uh, you know, I'm pretending I'm sort of folding my arms and I'm pretending like I don't see him, but mm-hmm. I'm, but I'm aware of him, you know? And he just sort of walks up next to me and he's like, Oh man, it's amazing. Isn't it it's truly amazing? And then, uh, and I went, yeah, 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 that's yeah, it's pretty good. And, but I couldn't stop thinking about like this guy could, 
and probably will shoot me in the head right now. Oh and, my God. and, and he will get away with it. And there's nothing my family can do. Um, because this guy, um, you know, maybe might be in the, the Illuminati and he might, <laughs> he might actually do something. So it was so tense. I was like positive that he was going to kill me. Um, it was really nuts. Um, but I also wanted to briefly talk about this goddamn boat. Like, yeah. and I know this is a confession thing, uh, and it's about conspiracy theories, but like, it's really, really insane. Like this boat. And it was just for like these two guys and their wives. And wow. it was, they had like a staff of like, you know, 15, uh, waiters and butlers, uh, on the boat. They had like a full restaurant. They had a gym, what? they had jet skis, they had like multiple speedboats. So a giant restaurant for two people? For two people. Yeah. And, um, you know, jacuzzis, they had speedboats tied to it. They had like, wow. they had like a lounge, like a TV lounge and they had like a study. It was so cheesy. Like you pulled a book and the, and a wall went, went away and it, you could walk into like Lord Ashcroft's master bedroom <laughs> on this like huge yacht. They had Elton John <laughs> in Elton a John. prison somewhere. Yeah. They had like, you know, original Da Vinci's stuff <laughs> like that, like on fire because you know, who cares? Um, and so it's, uh, but it really shaped like, uh, my, uh, perspective on like, uh, rich people nowadays, like whenever, um, whenever like the government or rich people at large say that like, Hey, there's just enough money for teachers. You know, there's, mm. <laughs> they're just, there just is enough money for like new roads or bridges. They're lying because yeah. they have yachts. They have like waiters and butlers wa- serving them and their wives you know, mm-hmm. real Da Vinci's on plates. It, yeah, it is so crazy how out of touch rich people can be when they yeah. they do like philanthropic things and whatever. I mean, even when they go to yeah. restaurants and tip like twenty percent, I'm like, you idiot! Yeah. <laughs> you should be tipping yeah. like a hundred percent. You have so much fucking money. Right. You can make somebody's week. Right. And it's but they don't see it. Yeah, and know? they're just like, well, I follow the rules, and it's like, yeah, but yeah. you don't understand. You don't. As but, as soon as I get rich, I'm gonna like. Tip. I'm going to give people thousands, yeah. like millions of dollars. But I will so. say on the other side of it, because I, I, I think super excessive rich people is just like very offensive to me. But also yeah. it is a whole industry where it's like, yeah, people on that boat are making. So it's not just them in this vacuum. They are kind of giving back in that way. I don't think it's great, but it is like, yeah, yeah these people are employing sure. all these waiters and stuff. And so right. it's sort of this double edged sword. Um, yeah, because somebody was defending like couture that way like fashion high couture and it's like yeah yeah it costs a lot of money but it is employing so many people and it's yeah. its own industry in its way like yeah. rich catering to rich people is an industry totally and people are making good money from it so totally yeah i don't know yeah but i understand yeah it feels so in your face it's when just, you're like wow you could just like give me a lamp from this yacht and right. it would pay for my college totally yeah <laughs> if i can just flip this lamp that would yeah. be great yeah and then uh you know, and then you can stop because I think another like complaint about rich people is like these poor people won't stop attacking me. And it's like, if you just give us a little money, we'll be yeah. fine. Like, we're not going to ask for all your money. Yeah. Yeah. Just give us like, you know, a lamp and then, <laughs> and then we're done. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So that's my, uh, that's my confession. I was ready to die for, uh, what the, was your reaction when you met them and you realized it wasn't, um, did you kind of, did you still think like maybe they're part of it or were you just like immediately like, oh, nope. Well, um, the goal, you know, the goal was to kill Lord Rothschild. You know, the goal was to cut off the head. And so when I... Um, I'd watch a movie about this. You'd watch you, a movie? <laughs> you going on a boat and just getting... <laughs> and killing the head of the Illuminati. Just- <laughs> um, that actually would do pretty well, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A young, straight, white boy goes and kills the <laughs> Illuminati, I think. Um, that would appeal to the people that believe in that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... Uh, well, I didn't know... Um, I didn't know who they, well, no, they, the, the guy, Lord Ashcroft, uh, introduced himself as Lord Ashcroft. William Hague introduced himself as William. And then you're like, boring. Right. Yeah, Rothschild. yeah. Right. And then I, um, you know, the moment, the moment was very intense. Um, neither of them, you know, were Lord Rothschild. So I didn't, I didn't feel like I, you know, could do anything. And I also thought that like, well, if I fucking, you know, also like I'm, a teenager. I'm not killing anybody. <laughs> like push comes to shove. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And, uh, but then when I met them, like, um, all they cared about was, uh, who, who we were voting for. They wanted to know if we were voting for Obama or not. Um, yeah. Who side that's, were they on? That's who they care. They, they didn't, they didn't say they, uh, 
I mean, I imagine, I guess I imagine all rich people are conservative. Sure. Um, but they, uh, but yeah, but they just wanted to know whether or not we're going to vote for Obama. And then Lord <laughs> Ashcroft gave us a, a tour of the boat and was pretty like, can you believe this? This is pretty <laughs> wild, right? Pretty nuts. This is my proper lounge. This is Chives. Pretty nuts. <laughs> I'll never forget. He like him, him like pulling the book out of the bookshelf and the wall moving. Wow. Just it was one of those right out of James Bond. Like crazy. right what you th- what what you think it is, it it exists. It's nuts. Um, yeah. And then their wives didn't say anything. <laughs> their, their wives were just were like under we're just, the control we're just of the Illuminati. That's right. Under MK Ultra, which is another one, which is another conspiracy theory. So what made you stop believing in conspiracy theories? Um, so what made me stop believing was um, that uh, it didn't really do me any good. Um, and, uh, you know, you can like believe in these things, but um, you don't like make more money or people don't like you more or, you know, like you don't start getting good luck. You just like sort of become an angry or an angrier person. Plus also, if you look into like the actual, um, uh, you know, real life impact of the things that you believe, it really makes it really ridiculous. Like a big one is that nine 11 was an inside job, but to believe that nine 11 was an inside job, you have to believe that the government uh, killed 3,000 Americans so that they could invade Iraq, which they could have done anyways. You sure, know, right. uh, they could have just like f- found a goddamn thing and not, you know, kill so many people. Um, and that's sort of like, um, like the gun debate. People are like, we got to keep our guns because as soon as they take our guns away, the conspiracy theory is like, as soon as they take our guns away, they're going to like, you know, it's going to be martial law and we'll all be controlled by the government. Um, but, they can just do that and they, right. <laughs> and, yeah. they and they have tanks and they have mm-hmm. tanks and airplanes and stuff like that. So it's just like, it's just a fantasy that you believe that you believe in. And it's, you know, once you start getting into, um, you know, real life stuff that actually is happening, true crime stuff or, um, you know, uh, really interesting things that actually have happened. That's way more, um, interesting. And also like, uh, what really made me stop is like if you if you follow these conspiracy theory breadcrumbs enough, it will lead to a place that is like anti-Semitic or racist yeah. or like it usually it stems ends, from fear a lot of the times yeah. of change and of not being on top. Right. It usually goes to uh, you know the Jews run Hollywood or the Jews have all the money and like, and we have to combat that. It comes down to like there's a reason why I'm not doing better. <laughs> yeah, as yeah. opposed to I think then there there are yeah. real government cover-ups but usually when those get revealed it comes down to like there's a reason why this other group isn't doing well and we should help them. Mm-hmm. But conspiracy theories always come back to like I'm not doing well. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But was there some, like, did you find it was a distraction from other stuff going on in your life? And did you uh, have a moment where you, like, reflected back and, like, dealt with it? Or is it something that you just kind of evolved and phased out of? Um, I sort of evolved and phased out of. I'm also a big, um, I get, um, and it's a pretty common thing, but I, one of my, like, bigger things that I'm always thinking about is, like, am I being controlled at any given moment, (laughs) you know, Um, by any, like, entity or something like that or like am i like being duped i used to do that i would if i was walking i'd be like somebody's controlling me and i want to go left i'd be like i'm gonna go i might go right and that's fuck you (laughs) (laughs) fuck you but then that could be them controlling you because if you make any sudden changes it's programming but i so then i eventually chalked up um conspiracy theories to be um uh just another form of control you know and Mm -hmm. and you know the it actually behooves the government or these bigger entities to have dumb people believe that, you know, reptilians run the world because then you're like, well, it's reptilians and the military versus me. I'll I'll just like, I'm not going to do anything about it, you know? Right. Um, So it keeps you in your little box if you believe all this stuff. Um, Whereas if you uh, sort of throw it all away and just like react off real life things, you know, you find yourself... Uh, moving up in the world, which is nuts. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true because with UFO um, conspiracy theorists too, it's like easier to believe there's this alien cover up that the government's in on. Right. 
in reality, a lot of them are like uh, military testing. And there is yeah. a reason it's secretive because it is military related. Yeah. But they'd want you to believe it's UFOs because right. then you're like not looking into their little trail of right. military testing. Yeah. One of the cooler conspiracies is the Nazi UFO conspiracy. Do you know about the Nazi no, UFO I don't. conspiracy? So the Nazi UFO conspiracy is that after World War II, America saved Nazi scientists and brought them to America and developed Nazi technology, which is you know, flying saucers and like <laughs> aircrafts that don't need a runway and, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, and so people seeing those aircrafts in Arizona saw, uh, Nazi technology. And so the government at the time couldn't admit that they were saving Nazis. So they, uh, instead made up aliens. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so then there are the idea of aliens. So to make people seem you know, cuckoo crazy. Right. But all of these fall apart when you ask, Oh, if they had, if we had access to the fastest, most, uh, technologically advanced saucers that didn't need runways, that didn't need Mm -hmm. fuel. Why the fuck don't we use that for passengers? Totally. Yeah. It all falls (laughs) apart and you're like, there's no reason (laughs) for them not like maybe to hide it from other countries. But even that doesn't make sense because it's like we continue to slowly improve our planes. So it's like we're not against that. Yeah. We get some flying cars. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Come on, fix our printers in our offices for God's sake. Yeah. yeah, Those never work. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I do think there's something fun about believing in something that you think you you are like part of an elite few that know the truth yeah. that other people aren't in on because it sort of helps you get through feeling like you're because it comes from like you were saying like as a teenage boy you kind of feel like you're like not getting something yeah but if you know the secret all of a sudden you're like elevated and you're like I don't need to feel like I don't get something because I get something you guys don't get at all right yeah 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 you want to feel smart most people yeah just want to feel smart do you feel was there anything that uh, was there any, 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 any secrets that you were like, I mean, I've, when I was very young, I believed some crazy shit, like, but I would just invent it. I didn't, I wasn't this smart to go down YouTube or Reddit. I just, um, I would just make up shit. And so it fell apart pretty quickly because nobody else believed in it. But I like, I believed, uh, I was like a prophet (laughs) (laughs) when I was very young. Cause I didn't understand religion and a lot. I went to Christian, um, preschool. Yeah. And a lot of people around me were religious and I didn't get it and I didn't buy into it. So then I was like, well, I wanted something to believe in. So I was like, I am the God and right. you guys are all wrong. And, and looking mm-hmm. back, it was a way of trying to cope with feeling like I didn't belong, I think. Because I was like, well, I have the thing too. Yeah, yeah And yeah, I'm yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So I believe that. And then I would start saying stupid shit like oh, the universe was created by a big bouncy red ball and just like, <laughs> piss people off. I would get in so many arguments with my Christian friends. They'd be like, yeah. God is real. I'm like, how do you know? And they'd be like, I just know. I'm like, well, you don't know. And then I'd be like, yeah. it's a big red ball. And they'd be like, there's no way. And I'm like, how do you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I'd be like, I just know. Just and contrarian then it's like, shit. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I believed I was an alien. Oh, I did oh, yeah. for a while for like yeah. a whole year in fourth grade. And yeah. uh, I would go, at, I believe the ball closet of our elementary school was a portal mm-hmm. and then they were going to come for me and take yeah. me back to my home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this was before I even knew the Superman story. So really I was just writing Superman. Totally. Um, yeah. I thought I was uh, super Saiyan for a long time. Yeah. I thought I was a Saiyan for sure. Yeah. I have this And then very, if I tried hard enough, I could fly and go super Saiyan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I have this very vivid memory of being in this ball closet it's weird, like saying it now, I can even like smell the balls like that. Oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> that came out wrong. Mm, yes. <laughs> I can smell the, the balls. balls yeah. I can still smell the alien balls. Mm-hmm. No, um, just the rubber balls, you know, those like bouncy red balls. And there was this like doorway um, that had like a hole, you know, like inside the door door frame there. Uh, there was like this little hole that like, maybe like somebody had punched in with a pencil. Yeah. And I just have this memory of like, just like, staring at it and being like, that's the secret and like it was so dumb but i i think i was a very sad kid and yeah. uh, i probably was using it to cope with not feeling like i had friends right yeah, so there's yeah. a lot of like well the aliens are coming for me yeah. and i don't need friends just wait until the aliens come yeah yeah but yeah, yeah i grew out of it yeah <laughs> i'm not sad anymore so i, think, I guess that's, no, i'm still uh, very sad so but. i guess that's cool <laughs> yeah um but yeah it is yeah i mean i mean i think it's fun to believe in stuff if it helps get you through stuff uh, as long yeah. as you're you know, critical about it. If you're always critical, then you'll get out of it. If you're yeah. never critical, then you'll get further and further into it and it could totally. harm your relationships. Totally. Yeah. You don't want to be a 40 year old that thinks that you're, uh, that the aliens, <laughs> are, that the aliens are still coming and you can, you know, you're like Xenu or something like that. Yeah. Although I am interested to find out like that is nice. You thought that you were 
an alien? Yeah. Yeah. I thought I was a Saiyan. I can imagine people thinking that they were like wizards. Like a lot mm-hmm. of my friends were really pissed when they turned like 12 or 13 and didn't get a letter from Aww, Hogwarts, which so is, cute. which like somebody should fucking build a Hogwarts, you yeah, know, just somebody send sh- just send letters, you know, like yeah. somebody should, that's but, a but, great but, charity but, idea for yeah. like orphans or, un, you know, people who are in bad situations. Someone should build a, like a home for kids, but make it Hogwarts themed. Right. J.K. Rowling, you got a lot of money. Get on this and yeah. send these kids letters instead of being like we're taking you away and yeah. like seizing. Instead of being like we're seizing you, you're in an unfit home. Right. Send them a freaking letter. Like yeah. you know, work it out with the parents. Be like, we're taking this kid. Yeah. Send them a letter. <laughs> yeah, send them a <laughs> show up in freaking wizard robes. <laughs> right. Best day of their life, yeah. as opposed to worst day being torn from their mom. Totally. Yeah. And gets into a fucking this is a great thing. idea. It is a great idea. Yeah. So you can instill some sort of magic I'm in their lives. I'm quitting comedy and I'm going to start the Hogwarts <laughs> School of Witchcraft for, and Wizardry. Yeah, Patreon, baby. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's actually a really good idea, actually. Thank you. I mean, even <laughs> even on a micro level, like, just sending letters would be nuts. If I got a letter when I was a kid that says I'm special, like, anon- anonymously, yeah. I'd be like, yes, I knew it. Yes. <laughs> well, I feel like a lot of pedophiles would abuse that. Sure, yeah. Because that's what they do. They tell There's you no instructions. you're special. You know, it's not right, like, right, right. it's not like come here, you know? No, no, it's just, <laughs> you're, you're yeah. just, you're special. Yeah. Written in magazine clippings. Yeah. Well, I really enjoyed that story. Um, Thank you. do you want to play a game? Yes. Let's say, okay. It. I've created a game based on, uh, knowing you were going to talk about conspiracy theories. Okay. This good. is called stars. They'll believe anything. Celebrities believe the strangest things. It's almost like, you know, being famous makes you out of touch with reality or something. That's right. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, L. Ron Hubbard made a whole religion out, yeah, of, right. uh, yeah, yeah. out of it. So anyways, I'm going to read you a crazy thing that a celebrity believes and uh, give you a multiple choice of who that could be, and you just have to guess who it is. Okay, great. You I ready? love it. I love okay, it. and Sammy will keep score. I love it. Cool. All right. Thank you, Sammy. Are you ready? Yeah, hit me. Which ghost fetishist celebrity said this? I have a friend who had three women visit him in a haunted house in Louisiana, and it was one of the greatest nights of his life. A, Dan Aykroyd, B, Demi Lovato, C, Danny McBride, or D, Donald Trump talking about making America apparate again? Um, I think it is uh, A, Dan Aykroyd, because he's a real wingding. You are correct. It was yes. Dan Aykroyd talking about why he put the ghost blowjob scene in <laughs> Ghostbusters. It's <laughs> right. based on a real that's story. Right. We got to get more of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he insisted and fought for that uh-huh. scene. There's also a clip from, uh, I think it's in Australia. This woman went on recently and said that she's been like fucking a ghost for the past that's couple months. <laughs> yeah. People have these fantasies. That's right. Um, all right. Number two, which right. moon skeptic said this? Did a man really walk on the moon? I saw plenty of documentaries on it, and I really wondered. And in any case, I don't believe all they tell me. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Was it A, Blake Lively? <laughs> B, Marianne Cotillard? <laughs> C, Gerard Depardieu? Or D, Neil Armstrong's dad. Oh, my God. It'd be so funny if it was Blake Lively <laughs> on the set of whatever silly show she's promoting. And by the way, that's what I think. Um Ryan Ryan Reynolds is such a good husband. I don't believe in the moon landing. Uh, who were the so who who were the it was, was that was it A Blake Lively B Marion Cotillard C Gerard Depardieu or D Neil Armstrong's dad? Um, I'll say um, uh, Depardieu. Your answer is B Marion Cotillard. Oh, come, that's uh, she is also a nine eleven truther. Ugh, Fun that's insane. Fact. So is the um, coach of the um, Seahawks. Oh. So, mm. so no, well, so I hate in, the Seahawks. So. <laughs> yeah, you could just got Richard Sherman. <laughs> I do like Richard Sherman because he played for Stanford, but mm-hmm. and he's a 49er. Yeah, now yeah. he is. Now he's back to the right team. That's right. Um, all right, number three. Which celebrity believes the ghost of their grandfather leaves quarters around the house? And uh, with this quote, okay. there's a long family history of quarters. It's him. It's absolutely him. A. Emma Stone. B. Ariana Grande. C. Shia LaBeouf. Or D, Mr. Pib. Mr. <laughs> Which is it? <laughs> oh, God. I'd love to hear any quote from Mr. Pib that isn't about Sody Pop. Um, let's see. Uh, God almighty. Um, I mean, I feel like Shia is the, uh, is the easy answer, but I think that's a red herring. Who were the first two? A, Emma Stone. B, Ariana Grande. Um, I'll go Ariana Grande. Let's have fun. 
Close, but the correct answer is A, Emma Stone. Oh, my God. While on David Letterman, she said she thinks her grandfather is leaving quarters around the house. Mm-hmm. But Ariana Grande is uh, a weirdo who believes in ghosts, so it's mm-hmm. a good answer. That's really good. Number four. Let's yeah. see if you can get this. Which group of famous people believe that white people were made in a lab? A, Run DMC. B, The Temptations. C, Wu-Tang Clan. Mm-hmm. Or D, The Smurfs. The Smurfs. Um, <laughs> let's see. That'd be so funny if this were against <laughs> white people. Um, I'm going to go uh, Wu-Tang. That's correct. Yes. The Wu-Tang Clan believes. Yes. Uh, it stems from the nation of Islam belief that an evil black scientist created all the races, including white people, to be devils. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. <laughs> and, uh, you know. Yeah. We need more uh, people believing that white people are evil. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. Um, all right. I wouldn't be surprised if we. I, I actually wouldn't be surprised were. if like the, there was some truth to that. Like there was some sort of. I mean, but I'm also. Yeah, they like burn in the theory. sun. I mean, chemicals burn in the sun. <laughs> yeah, we're bad. We've always been bad. Like everyone hates us. Yeah, uh, we don't seem to understand how to have a good time. You know, but go on. Final question. Yeah. Uh, see, uh, if you get this, you will win. Good. A prize of nothing. Good. Um, all right. Which aspiring clairvoyant said this about her placenta? My mom found it in my basement, crushed it up, and made it into a necklace that I wear every day to improve my psychic abilities. A, Lady Gaga, B, Kesha, C, Iggy Azalea, or D, the girl from The Ring? Um, let's see. Um, it's got to be Kesh. It's You're correct. Yes. Did yes. you win the game? That's right. Yes. I'm such happy to be a winner. As a winner, you could tell us where we could follow you. Oh, fantastic. What a good prize. Uh, so you can find me, uh, like I said, on Instagram, J-E Trowbridge, T-R-O-W Bridge for hot inspirational nudes. Mm-hmm. And then you can find me um, at uh, Twitter at John Trowbridge. Um, and then if you're in New York, um, you can come see me at Night Late at UCB Hell's Kitch every month that's awesome um yeah follow john for all his latest shows he's got a lot he's very funny thanks for coming on the show thank you for having me Teresa, and uh thank you for letting me get that off my chest goodbye bye